Today on CityCast Philly, it's our spring fling week. We're talking all things spring. To kick things off, let's start with some spring cleaning. But before you throw out your old junk and take it to the curb, our guest today says his organization is building systems, advocating for policy changes, and supporting businesses to recycle and repurpose used goods in a more meaningful and sustainable way. It's Monday, March 20th. I'm Trinae and here's what Philly's talking about. Nick Esposito, you're a director of policy and engagement at Circular Philadelphia. So your nonprofit is working to create policies that allow people to repurpose materials instead of throwing them away or leaving them on the streets. You're building something called a circular economy. First, Nick, what's a circular economy? What does that even mean? <laughs> thanks for asking, Trinae, and thanks for having me. Sure. So a circular economy kind of reimagines the way that we did basically our industrial economy of the 20th century. And that economy was based on what we call the take, make, and trash model. So we take things out of the ground, we make them with those natural resources, and then crazily enough, we just throw them away. We can't sustain doing that into the future. So what Circular Philadelphia and the circular economy is advocating for is we've taken enough out of the ground right now. How do we keep all of those resources that are above ground in production for as long as possible, whether they're raw materials like metals or plastics even, or fully formed products like the toys that we give our kids, the desk that I have in my office right now, the chair I'm sitting on, the computer that I'm using. How do we keep them in circulation as long as possible and basically just be more mindful uh, about designing waste out, but also just reducing the resources that we're using? Right. Now, does Philly have good systems set in place already where we're actually doing some of this? We're recycling and donating or repurposing items? Well, Trina, I was thinking about this. I've got good news and bad news for you. The oh, bad God. news is you always <laughs> got to put the bad news first. Right. So the bad news is that our city systems are in a challenging time right now. I mean, coming out of the pandemic, also recycling markets are already in bad shape before the pandemic and are in worse shape now, although they are starting to improve. We have some challenges. Also, Circular Philadelphia has not been shy to say that there's definitely some mismanagement that's been happening on the city level about how we're handling our trash and our recycling. So we do have curbside trash. We have curbside recycling with your blue bin, which goes in there. Mm -hmm. And we have these sanitation centers around the city where they actually will take trash that single stream recycling. And then they also will take things like electronics, but other items like, you know, big bulky items like furniture that goes out to curb. What about tires? Tires. We yeah, see them they, around. Yeah. They'll take a few tires at the sanitation centers. They take two at a time, which is a little frustrating. Okay. Um, but, you know, for, I guess they can't be overrun with tires, but with like those bulky materials, they used to have bulk pickups. Other cities have bulk pickups. We don't have that anymore. And like, I, you know, I always say, you know, God bless the sanitation workers. They will throw a you know couch that's out in the curbside into the back of a trash compactor. But the good news is that even with all those challenges, there are so many amazing businesses here in the city of Philadelphia that are providing all of these options for how to keep those materials out of the landfills, out of incinerators, either through recycling or even reuse. And that's what Circular Philadelphia represents. And you know our hope is that one day, especially with this new mayoral administration coming in, the, the public and the private will converge again and it will all be fully supported. But right now, at least, like I said, the good news is we have a lot of options for all those unwanted goods that you need to get out of your house. 
So Nick, many of us will be doing some spring cleaning around the house in the coming weeks. And I love to hear where we can actually donate or recycle those used items. So let's start with furniture. Where can we go if we have that old couch, those old end tables that (laughs) we don't want anymore? For sure. So we actually have a thing called the circular scavenger hunt right now. We're asking people to go out and, you know, draw this form that says, where do you see this in your neighborhood already? What's the business Mm. that's the repair shop or the thrift store, you know, that can take that end table and that couch? Because that's part of the circular economy. So we want to engage those people and bring them into our movement to, you know, fully form it. So to that question, there are plenty of thrift stores that will take uh, furniture. I know there's one right down the street from my house, uh, Circle Thrift. I take furniture down there all the time. Now, sometimes there's challenges to it, right? One is you just can't show up with a couch and say, take this couch because your couch might have a lot of problems with it. It might have stains and they might say, we can't sell that. So in this conversation, I want to be very thoughtful for people to think about as they're donating, especially to thrift stores. Thrift stores are not landfills. Don't just like take all of your junk down there. And you know, it's like, it's got a big stain. There's a spring coming through. The couch is a little wonky. I'll just give it to the thrift store. Not cool. Like don't do that, right? So there's other organizations that will come in. And then there's also the the travel, right? Sometimes people don't have a truck to take a couch down. Luckily, it's three blocks from my house. I've actually like walked things down before. I put a chair on a skateboard one time and moved it down. Um, Okay, smart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got to be resourceful, right? But um, there are, you know, different um, agencies and donation companies that will come and take your material. And then I want to give a plug for one of our Circular Philadelphia members. Uh, They're called Rego. They are a, uh, a furniture kind of moving reuse and recycling uh, startup here in the city of Philadelphia. They're like growing like crazy right now. I also want to give a shout out to like the Habitat for Humanity stores. There's one on Washington Avenue. Um, there's one in Cherry Hill. They've got great furniture. Yeah, exactly. You mm-hmm. might have been there before. They have great stuff there. Mm-hmm. And also you can donate to them. Let's talk about electronics. Any businesses in the city that will take some of our old laptops, televisions, even radios? So you can drop them, as I said, those sanitation centers throughout the city. There's six of them and they are strategically located. Like, again, as I was saying, we want to engage them more. We think they could be utilized even more to be part of the solution. But they do offer to take electronics and they uh, do use a company. I'm not sure who the contract is with now, but whomever it is, they are certified. And it's really important to make sure whomever you're dropping off for um your electronics with that they have a um, there's two different organizations that certify that they're doing the right thing with those materials. Sadly enough, some unscrupulous businesses that aren't certified will just be dumping these things. So you want to make sure that you, you pick the right place. I also want to give a shout out to you, a, a Circular Philadelphia member, Retriever. Um, they take clothes, which we'll talk about in a second, but they also take electronics as well. But like I said, for free, you can take electronics as long as it has a cord and it's not something like a refrigerator that has refrigerant coolant in it or things like that, okay. like a radio, a small TV, things like that. You can take it to the sanitation centers. Okay. So tell us about where we could uh, recycle our clothes. Yeah. So again, Retriever is a great option for that. They, you can use text message to schedule a pickup at your door. They'll come. They do charge a fee to pick up those clothes, but they'll pick them up and then take them. And again, that's a whole other world of where that stuff goes. You know, like again, those stained shirts that should probably be rags, like nobody wants your old, you know, right. t-shirt, right. Uh, your undershirt. Definitely nobody wants your used underwear, all right? No, people yeah, that's a no-no. That's <laughs> <laughs> a big no-no. Yeah. So they actually take it and then recycle it into um, fabric that they can use to make new underwear, or they can use it um, and downcycle it. Oh, interesting. Nick, thanks for those recommendations. Where can people learn or begin the process of composting? Yeah, that's a great, great question. So 
Um, there's a few options that we have in the city. So one is if you have a backyard, you know, you live in like the Northwest or the Northeast, you're in some parts of the city where you just have some space. There are lots of resources online. There's like a master composter course, like just like the master gardeners that people might know. I know Penn State um, Extension offers a lot of resources. Uh, the Pennsylvania Horticultural Society as well on best practices on how to set a bin up and how to keep it so you don't have rats running around or really smelly yeah. stuff that your neighbors are, you know, not happy about. Yeah. The city also launched while I was still there and it's continuing through the Farm Philly program, community composting sites. I actually run one at the, my wife and I uh, in our community uh, manage a community farm called Emerald Street Community Farm um, right next to our house, actually, that has a community compost bin. So community members who are members of the farm can come and drop off compost. And there are, I think, maybe 12 sites around the city currently doing that at different gardens and farms. And then finally, you have services like Bennett Compost, Circle Compost. They're paid services, albeit, you know, I would say for you know some people, very affordable. Um, obviously, other people with you know challenging economic situations, not. Um, but they will do pick up at your door of your compost bucket that they give you, um, which is great. And you know, our hope is that that becomes a more publicly supported thing. And there's actually like a local company that is part of the public system for just citywide compost collection that cities do provide. I live in an apartment. And so how can I, you know, maybe implement these uh, programs or changes for my neighbors? So a lot of the services I talked about, they like, I mean, it's great to go to an apartment complex uh, because it's like a one-stop shop. You go there and you can get all the bins, you can get everything you need. So definitely tell your neighbors about this, right? If you really like one of the services, take a flyer and put it in the, you know, common area. And then also I think, you know, landlords need to be held more accountable. I, we hear this a lot that landlords are not offering recycling as much anymore. They don't want to have two dumpsters. It's where do I put my trash? Where's my trash can? Um, landlords are responsible for providing those at least basic city service materials. So really kind of advocate towards your, uh, the people in your, in, uh, you know, who are managing your property. Okay, Nick, let's move outside and talk about how we can clean up and beautify our homes and our blocks. I love that you have a community garden that you manage right next door. That's so dope. But Nick, many people, um, including the city, are participating in a lot of spring cleanups. What are some of the cleanup do's and don'ts we should be aware of? Yeah, so I would say with a, a cleanup I mean, the most frustrating thing, again, this is, I would hear this all the time when I was your waste and litter director. It is so supremely frustrating to clean up, come back a week or two later, whether it's a vacant lot or it's just your street and it just looks the same. Like that is yeah. so demoralizing and disheartening. So one is, I mean, we need better city policies and the city needs to work better to like stop those larger issues. But, you know, one thing that residents could do is really trying to kind of design out those issues, right? So there is tons of behavioral science around if a clean kind of well-maintained looking block exists, it will stay clean. If a block is dirty, people tend to litter there. There's like this mental thing that people do if they see, you know, and again, there's many ways that people litter. It's not always this like blatant, oh, I'm throwing this on the ground because I'm a jerk. It's like, oh, I, I tried to throw it in the trash can, but it was overflowing and I think it made it in. I don't know. I'm leaving. Or there may not be trash cans on the block. There may not be a trash can. Exactly. So how do you make the conditions right? that people will keep things clean. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you already cleaned up an area, maybe it's like a little bit of a vacant lot or it's a like, you know, piece of scrubby land, like maybe plant some flowers there, you know, try to put something in its place that is going to be something 
nicer that, you know, people aren't going to litter. Trash cans is one. We, uh, when I was zero waste and litter director, we created a program called Community Cans. It engages community members to um, actually put trash cans out that they can manage and put their stuff out curbside. So there is something, a benefit. Although uh, we, you know, people are listening to this, I will put the plug. The city needs to have more and better managed and a better system for trash cans throughout the city. We have a very walkable city, lots of commerce all over the place. We need more trash cans, but that is one option for community members. Let's say I got a few of my neighbors together. We want to organize a street cleanup. How can we make this happen? Yeah. So if you are a block captain, there's a block captain program that's been around. I'm a block captain. It's been around since the uh, the 50s of um, neighbors kind of doing a lot of things on their block, organizing block parties, being kind of eyes and ears on the streets for like, you know, public safety, and then also doing cleaning. So the they call it the Philadelphia More Beautiful Committee will come and provide brooms, they'll provide uh, like bags and the trash pickup, which is super important. Once you've collected all this trash, you got to think that's I'm doing and don't. Don't collect a bunch of trash and then be like, now what do we do with it? Oh no, right. call the city. Right. Plan that before you start cleaning. Mm-hmm. Another group, unless you're not a black captain, that's great to work with is the Community Life Improvement Program or CLIP. Um, they, you might see them around painting over graffiti, cleaning up vacant lots. You can organize, you can call them ahead of time, tell them that you're going to do that. They'll deliver supplies and then they'll also come and uh, and collect the trash at the end of the day. And one other thing, again, we represent businesses, so there are some paid services. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, my friends over at Glitter, uh, the Get Litter app. Um, they are a organization that basically creates opportunities for people to clean up blocks and neighbors pay into it. Oh, that's awesome. Now, Nick, what if there is a vacant lot on my block? Is there any opportunity for my neighbors and I to repurpose it? Or how should we go about doing that? I know that's a comp- that's that's pretty heavy too. <laughs> it is very complicated. Now yeah. that's something that we are advocating for in Circular Philadelphia. So the first thing I got to give this you know uh, disclaimer shout out to the people who are doing the long term stuff like the garden. Nobody plants a garden for a season, right? You do this because you want it to exist, and we need more gardens and we need more green space in the city of Philadelphia. So Emerson Community Farm. We work through the Neighborhood Gardens Trust to get that preserved as a garden. They have 50 gardens throughout the city. There are many gardens that are under threat through development. So that's a big piece of advocacy that's happening right now through the Land Bank, Neighborhood Gardens Trust, Pennsylvania Horticultural Society, Philadelphia Food Policy Advisory Council to protect those long-term uses. Okay. But what if I don't want to make it a garden? There you go. <laughs> yeah. So what if you don't want the long-term use? What if you're like, I just want something short-term that it stops this illegal dumping. I don't want to, you know, take it. For, that's what Circular Philadelphia is advocating for. And you can do short-term activations and we're trying to make it easier from the city standpoint. But right now, for lack of, uh, you know, good policies in place, it's always the old, you know, ask for uh, forgiveness instead of permission. And, you know, I'm, I'm fine to go out and tell people if, you know, you want to get on a vacant lot and start, uh, you know, like we said, you wood chip it down, um, throw some wood chips down and, you know, maybe have like a community flea market once a month or something like that, or, you know, put some cool art in there. But again, I'm, this isn't legal advice. I'm not giving you that. I don't want to be held liable if something happens on the lot, but I will say that's how a lot of really cool projects have started. People just went out and did it. So what needs to change from a policy standpoint? Yeah. So, you know, from just the, the litter and the, the illegal dumping standpoint, I mean, a lot of these situations are caused by systems, right? We don't, you know, a lot of people that are collecting construction debris or clean outs, you know, if someone goes and cleans out an apartment at like a university campus or wherever, there are sometimes aren't great options for where they can actually take those materials. Now we have a lot of recyclers here Mm -hmm. in the city um, and more than most cities, but 
even with that, sometimes they're not as close to where, you know, I've talked to small haulers who are like, if I'm doing a job in Southwest Philly, I don't want to drive all the way to the Northeast where some of those plants are. Mm, We're advocating for things like, what if there was a transfer station at one of the sanitation centers that's already in the Southwest where you could take that material? Also the city just working in partnership uh, with, you know, a lot of these businesses. We say right now, we're, you know, spending $45 million giving one major company, I'm not going to name, all of our recycling and trash business. Well, what if we split that money up amongst all the small businesses here in the city and they're actually publicly supported so people had a public outlet to get rid of their recycling or their materials, but it's being supported by the government as well. Um, and also, you know, the, the third rail is composting. Hopefully, there's many composting companies in the city and hopefully that's going to be engaged as well. Nick, why haven't these changes have ha- why haven't they happened already it's hard you know it's hard and it takes a lot of uh and you know as, before i was with circular philadelphia i was the city zero waste and litter director and we were making strides because this was a very focused kind of goal it was bringing together all these different departments and we were being innovative to make change and solve some of these municipal problems and that is not currently a uh, priority for this administration as we've advocated with um so i want to drop and plug the Waste Free Philly Coalition. It's a coalition of anti-litter, reducing waste organizations throughout the city that came together and made a agenda for the next mayor. And we say this has to be a priority. We still believe that's a systems issue. And if you change the systems, you can change the landscape of the city, which take a walk outside of your house right now in Philly. It needs to change. <laughs> that's Nick Esposito, Director of Policy and Engagement at Circular Philadelphia. Nick, thank you so much for all these tips and for joining me on CityCast Philly. Thank you, Trinae. This is a great show. So thank you so much for doing it. To see the list of businesses Nick mentioned in this episode, check out the link in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. Businesses in our area can now enroll in SEPTA's Key Advantage program. According to the transit agency, businesses can offer employees this commuter incentive to take SEPTA at no cost to workers. Businesses of all sizes can take advantage. Apply by going to johntpass.com slash key advantage. And Philly's Elixir coffee shops are serving something really cool. Order a hot drink and you'll get a poem wrapped around the cup sleeve. WHYY reports that the poetry is part of a six-month-long public art initiative. And the poems are written by local poets. It's time for the tip of the day, where we share a life hack for living in Philly. If you're looking for a place you can take construction debris used motor oil, and even hazardous waste, the city has sanitation convenience centers around the city. Check them out at phila.gov slash recycling. Also, mark your calendars. The Streets Department's annual Philly Spring Cleanup will take place on Saturday, April 1st from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. If you have a tip of the day, we'd love to hear from you too. Call or text us at 215-259-8170. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city and a story about a local birding group. You don't want to miss it. Bye.
good news, some good options that you can use to um, get rid of the materials that you have in your house. Do you have a cat? I do. I'm sorry. He's so <laughs> quiet. He, they want to be on the on the podcast. 